Hey guys, this is Jay Nice, and if you hear my voice, then it is time to open your heart and mind to receive the word. I pray that whatever you are dealing with gets easier as I share with you what was placed on my heart. Lord, I ask that you use me and grant our listeners serenity. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. Good morning, good evening, good night. I'm here to tell you about more life. <laughs> I'm just I'm just kidding. I mean, I am, but, you know, I just had to start it out with a little fun because I know that yesterday was Thanksgiving. You all are probably really tired and just beat from just a long day of cooking and cleaning and just, you know, dealing with family who you probably haven't seen in a while or thinking about family who you can't talk to or who you can't see, whether they are dead or in jail. Um, I'm just here today to uplift you and encourage you to um, just to, you know, think positive and, of course, you know, think about all of the things we are thankful for. And just um, today I'll be coming from Colossians and... To me, Colossians is not only just thinking about why we're thankful or just saying we're thankful, but it explains how to live a thankful life, you know, um, how to how to just actually walk it out. You know, like we all talk about being thankful, but are we truly thankful? Are we living like we're thankful for God and all he has done and Jesus and his sacrifice and you know so today we're gonna get into that um bear with me you know I and I normally don't like to just read the whole passages I normally just like to read a little bit and then just talk about it but today this this is just so good, y'all. Like, it's so good. And I know, like, a lot of us, we don't really have time to just pick up that Bible and read it. I mean, we do, everybody, you can, people make time for what they want, basically. And don't get me wrong, sometimes I go days without actually picking up my physical Bible and reading it. So, today I'm going to do you a little favor, and we're going to read it together. Um... Not judging because, like I said, it's times where I be slacking off as well. But you know, this is why we're here. This is why we edify queens. We edit. We we have to edify ourselves to edify you. So we're gonna read it together. And like I said, bear with me because, well, let me see. It's only. It's only four chapters, which is not long because. They they pretty small, so if you would like to read along with me, you can. But if you don't want to, just you know, listen up. I'm gonna give y'all a couple seconds to go ahead and turn to Colossians chapter one. Or if you like me, go to your Bible app. I have a physical Bible in front of me, but I also like to have my Bible app on hand too. So Paul is the the person who wrote these letters. Um, Paul's purpose in writing Colossians was threefold. One, to express his personal interest in Colossians. Two, to warn them against reverting to their old pagan vices. And three, to counteract a particular theological heresy that was being promoted within the church of Colossae. The Colossian hearsay wore the mask of Christianity, but it was false. Now, I am reading this information from the King James Version cross-reference study Bible. Now, I'll be reading, um, that's where I read the purpose of Colossians from. But I'll be reading it from my Bible app on my phone because I like the um, Amplified version because it just reads easier for me. Now, I always like to have my King James Study Bible open so that I can 
um, like if it's something that I don't quite understand or if it's something that I need clarification on, I always like to go to my study Bible to read it again and read a couple um, passages before so that I can understand the context clues and really get dive in deep. And, and um, if it's like words that you don't know or words that you don't understand or you're not quite like sure about google it it's okay like that's why we're supposed to have our quiet time that's what we learn you know it's a time of learning and building ourselves up in the word you know and, and getting that word reservoir up so that when we deal with stressful things we already know it, scripture just pop in your mind just speak to your spirit so yeah and yeah i just wanted to say that so without further ado i'll go ahead and start reading from amplified um now i'm I, I said i was just gonna read it but i might be stopping here and now and just, just explain what it means to me or you know just talk about a story or whatever pops up in my spirit today that's what we're gonna i'm gonna just let the holy spirit lead me now i am using the bible gateway app and it first starts off the subtitle, it says, Thankfulness for Spiritual Attainments. Paul, an apostle, a special messenger, personally chosen representative of Christ Jesus, the Messiah, the anointed, by the will of God, and Timothy, our brother, to the saints and faithful believers in Christ who are at Colossae, grace to you and peace, inner calm and spiritual well-being from God our Father. We give thanks to God, the Father of all, our Lord Jesus Christ, as we pray always for you. For we have heard of your faith in Christ Jesus, how you lean on him with absolute confidence in, in his power, wisdom, and goodness, and of the unselfish love which you have for all the saints, God's people, because of the confident hope of experiencing that which is reserved and waiting for you in heaven. You previously heard of this hope and the message of truth, the gospel regarding salvation, which has come to you. Okay, so I would like to address what I just read in um, verse 4. It's a, so faith, in this, in this um, context, they, it means like how you lean on God with the absolute confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness. So to me, I always say that's confidence. When you can lean on God and trust him and, and trust that he has your best interest at heart, you don't have to worry about things that you can't control. So um, having confidence, that is just what it means. Like trusting God no matter what, you know, like um, through everything, just smiling and just being happy, not being um, gullible as people like to think but like when you're dealing with situations or dealing with certain people people just think just because you do certain things you are living in a fairy tale or whatever they like to say I don't really I don't really know because I don't really I, anything that's like negative I kind of just like put it out of my mind which is I don't know it's kind of like how I deal with a lot of stuff. I I just don't think about it. Um, but that makes me think about what we're going to read now. I already read this, y'all. So it, it just made me think, like, um, in this passage, it also talks about how we have to set our minds on things above. So, yeah, y'all going to hear that. But going back to the passage. Indeed. Oh, oh I'm on verse 6. Indeed, just as in the whole world, the gospel is constantly bearing fruit. And spreading by God's power, just as it has been doing among you ever since the day you first heard of it and understood the grace of God in, the tr in truth, becoming thoroughly and deeply acquainted with it. You learned it from our representative, our beloved fellow bondservant, who is a faithful minister of Christ on our behalf. And he also has told us of your love, well grounded and nurtured in the Holy Spirit. For this reason, since the day we have heard about it, we have not stopped praying for you, asking specifically that you may be filled with with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom, 
with insight into his purposes and understanding of spiritual things so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, displaying admirable character, moral courage, and personal integrity to fully please him in all things, bearing fruit in every good work and steadily growing in the knowledge of God with deeper faith, clear insight, and fervent love for his precepts. We pray that you may be filled and strengthened and invigorated with all power according to his glorious might to attain every kind of endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share in the inheritance of the saints, God's people, in the light. Mm. So that was really good for me. And that's why I wanted to read that to y'all because it was just, it just it just touched me, you know? Like I was like, hmm, what could I say that's better than this? Not much. So I need them to hear this. I need you to hear it from the source, from the word, you know. Um this I feel like the best thing we could ask for in life. You know how like people ask for, oh my gosh, just just make sure I'm able to feed my family, just make sure I'm able to have a roof over their head, just make sure I'm able to do all that. Now, God knows our heart. God knows what we need. So he's going to take care of all of the material stuff we need. He's going to take care of all of our needs in that manner. But we specifically must ask for wisdom, y'all, clarity, uh, like a sound mind. You know, we must try to live by the fruit of the spirit because that's how we get closer to God. That's how he's going to be able to tell us apart. You know, like we have to live like we are thankful for all that God has done for us. Like, oh my God, I'm just tearing up right now just because lately I have been asking for wisdom. I have been asking for God to reveal to me his will. I have been seeking first the kingdom of God so that all other things will be added to my life. And I just, I just want you to do the same. Like, don't worry about just money. Don't ask God to provide you with financial well-being. Like that's going to come. The money going to come. Do right by God and he going to bless you. Don't even worry about that. Like that's, that's little stuff to God, you know, like it's just, it's just, it's just sad. Like when, like now people in this world, they, they doing, what's it called? Um, when they call the money to them, like trying to manifest money in their life, like, gee, man, let me just stay focused. Y'all let me stay focused. Cause now mine, now hit me out, hit me out. I'm not I'm not knocking nobody hustle, right? But that's not even a hustle to me. That's just, that's trying to be in control of your own fate, your own destiny, basically. Like, I just feel like it's not having confidence. It's not trusting God. And I understand, you know, people be like, well, uh, you can't just sit around and wait on God to, to do things for you. You have to get up and make it happen. Yeah, but that's only, that only goes so far. Like, that's only with certain, in certain things like if you asking and praying that you have a job right you gotta fill out that application in order for job god to open up the doors for you to be able to get the position right now in that aspect yes you have to pick up the pen pick up the, the computer or and submit the application yeah in that aspect if you don't ever if you asking god for a job and you don't ever put the work in how can or you don't make yourself available, you know, talk to people, network, research, you know, do all this stuff. Now, mind you, there's been times where I got a, I was praying to God for a new job and I was applying for jobs. Right. But guess what? I didn't get none of those jobs I was applying for. And I got a job that I didn't even have to put an application in working from home just because I was talking to my friend one day in her kitchen and and she was like, um, I should tell my, my supervisor about you. Cause, and now, mind you, your work ethic going to speak for you, okay? How you carry yourself in the world, how you show up in the world, that's going to speak for you. Sometimes you don't have to do nothing but be yourself, and God can bless you just by being yourself. You don't have to do and say everything that people do and say. Like You have to be be yourself 
and be true to who God has called you to be, even when you don't know, even when you don't know. That's why I want to read this to y'all, because it, it teaches us how to 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 be, how to behave like as somebody who is thankful for God. Now, I know I got off topic, but I just like I said, I'm gonna let the spirit lead me. But just the point of what I was saying was I didn't even have to do anything and I ended up getting a job that was paying more money than I was making at that time and I was able to work from home now mind you we have to be careful what we ask for because since working from home I have gained so much weight and also working from home is not as easy as I thought so there's always going to be battles right I was having a battle with working outside of my home waking up every day driving 30 minutes to my destination and I was getting tired of it. Right. But then I got a job working from home that I thought was better at the time, which it is because it's more convenient. But that also comes with sitting on my bottom every day, which has caused me to live a different lifestyle, meaning I'm not as active as I used to be. So now I have to be more intentional about getting up, working out and, and, and just being being active because it has caused me some health issues. Now, with that being said, I didn't know praying for a new job would, would ultimately lead to me having a better job and then lead to me having to take care of my physical health more. You know what I'm saying? So it's like praying for one thing it can lead to something else. Like you can get exactly what you pray for, right? But there's going to be battles with that too. So it's like, we have to be thankful for what we have and not just always. So thinking about what we want, you know, what we want ain't always what we need. Cause I show did not need to be diagnosed with what I was diagnosed with, which is pre-diabetes. And it comes from living a lifestyle where you're not very active and you eat what you would eat if you was working outside of the home, you know? So that's just my, what I would like to share today. So what you want ain't always what you need. That That's the takeaway from that. Now I'm going to go back to the passage because I don't want to get too far thrown off. Um, I think I'm on verse 10, but I'm going to start from um, verse 9 because it was just so good. So, for this reason, since the day we have heard about it, we have not stopped praying for you, asking specifically that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom, with insight into his purposes and an understanding of spiritual things, so that you will walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, displaying admirable character, moral courage, and personal integrity, to fully please him in all things, bearing fruit in every good work, and steadily growing in the knowledge of God with deeper faith, clear insight, and fervent love for his precepts. We pray that you may be feel may be strengthened and invigorated with all power according to his glorious might to attain every kind of endurance and patience with joy, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to share an inheritance in the light. In the incomparable Christ, for he has rescued us and has drawn us to himself from the dominion of darkness. Thank you, Lord. And has transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son, in whom we have redemption, because of his sacrifice resulting in the forgiveness of our sins and the cancellation of sins penalty. Now, verse 15, he, I was about to say something, but I'm going to just continue. He is the exact living image, the essential manifestation of the unseen God, the visible representation of the invisible, the Firstborn, the preeminent one, the sovereign and the originator of all creation. For by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, things visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created and exist through him. That is by 
his activity and for him. And he himself existed and is before all things in him. All things hold together. His. Oh, he is the controlling cohesive force of the universe. He is also the head, the life source and the leader of the body, the church. And he is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead so that he himself will occupy the first place. He will stand supreme and be preeminent in everything for it is pleased the for it pleased the father for all the fullness of deity, the sum total of his essence, all his perfection, powers and attributes to dwell permanently in him, the son. And through the intervention of the son the, to reconcile all things to himself, making peace with believers through the blood of his cross through him, I say, whether things on earth or things in heaven. And although you were one, I'm sorry. And although you were at one time estranged and alienated and hostile minded toward him, participating in evil things, yet Christ has now reconciled you to God in his physical body through death in order to present you before the father, holy and blameless and beyond reproach. And he will do this if you continue in faith, well grounded and steadfast and not shifting away from the confident hope that is a result of the gospel that you have heard, which was proclaimed in all creation under heaven and of which gospel I, Paul, was made minister. Mm. Now I rejoice in my sufferings on your behalf. And with my own body, I supplement whatever is lacking on your part of Christ's afflictions on behalf of his body, which is the church. In this church, I was made a minister according to the stewardship which God entrusted to me for your sake, so that I might make the word of God fully known among you. That is the mystery which was hidden from angels and mankind for ages and generations, but has now been revealed to his saints, God's people. God, in his eternal plan, chose to make known to them how great for the Gentiles are the riches of the glory of the of the mystery, which is Christ and among you the hope and guarantee of realizing the glory. We proclaim him warning and instruction every, and instructing everyone in all wisdom that is with comprehensive insight into the word and purposes of God so that we may present every person complete in Christ, mature, fully trained and perfect in him, the anointed. For this I labor often to the point of exhaustion, striving with his power and energy, which so greatly works within me. Yes, God works through us. God uses people for his purpose. And a lot of the times we are used by family, friends, boyfriends, girlfriends, but then we get burnt out, right? Doing everything for everybody else. So we, me, me too, y'all. I used to be a people pleaser. Still kind of am. I'm working on it. But I don't want to be a people pleaser. I want to be a, I want to be a God pleaser, you know? Um, And I know that by being a God pleaser, I have to serve others, right? But we, it's boundaries, you know, basically. Um, and what I mean by that is if it's not like something like pressing, like, you know, um, we just have to realize like, it's okay to say no. And I'm, I'm still learning that, but like I said, if you already have a lot of stuff on your plate, just don't, don't overwhelm yourself trying to do everything, juggle too many balls at once. Going back to the passage now. You are built up in Christ. Now I'm on um, Colossians 2, y'all, chapter 2. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and those believers at Laodicea. I don't know that word, y'all. I don't know how to pronounce it, but bear with me. And for all who, like yourselves, have never seen me face to face, for my hope is that their hearts may be encouraged as they are knit together in unselfish love so that they may all have the riches that come from the full assurance of understanding the joy of salvation 
Yes, Lord. Resulting in a true and more intimate knowledge of the mystery of God that is in Christ. In whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge regarding the word and purposes of God. I say this so that no one will deceive you with the persuasive but thoroughly deceptive arguments. Mm. For even though I am absent from you in the body, nevertheless, I am with you in spirit, delighted to see your good discipline. Hmm. As you stand shoulder to shoulder and form a solid front and to see the stability of your faith in Christ, your steadfast reliance on him and your unwavering, unwavering confidence in his power, wisdom, and goodness. Therefore, as you... Okay, I'm sorry, I can't keep going because I, I, I need to say something. This just made me think. When you have... So, the Edifying Queens, right? We took this picture and we were all linked up, right? So... That made me think about this, this. This scripture made me think about that photo we took. We were all linked up arm in arm, right? So that made me think, if one of us fall, the other one is holding them up. So we're not going to fall too far. We're not even going to get knocked off our square because we all linked up. We holding each other up. We are not going to let each other backslide, okay? So... You might take a step back, but guess what? You ain't moving back. You're not going back. We're not going back. We're only moving forward. 2020 hasn't been a year of uh, bliss and just rainbows and, you know, lollipops. But we had to endure some things. But guess what? That's all. We got We God going to get the glory from everything we've been through this year. We have to take what the devil meant to harm us and use it for good, Okay. So that's why it's so important to think positive. You got to be optimistic living in this day and age, because if not, you're going to be sad, down, depressed, broken, and stuck. Stuck in the same mindset of, oh my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Oh my gosh. Like, you're going to be stressed out. And God did not call us to be stressed out, y'all. Listen, we must have friends, family, support systems who can hold us up and who can pray us out of that darkness who can who can speak to our spirit who can help us to stay focused on the things above okay now it's easy to to go to um friends who gonna just talk to you and tell you what you want to hear but it's not easy to hear girl get up like sarah jake say Girl, get up. You're not about to stay stuck, okay? And sometimes friends may think, oh, well, you being rude or you being mean or, you know, but you just, sometimes you just got to tell them the truth. And listen, when I say truth, I don't mean disrespecting them. I don't mean disrespecting their way of thinking. I just mean telling them your truth in the nice, calm manner. And if they don't take it well, just say, hey, okay, I'll call you back. We can talk about this later when you're in a better uh, mindset to receive it. I have this one friend. We always going neck and neck, but I be telling her my truth. And I listen. Now, mind you, I let her vent to me. I don't just come off and, you know, because one of my friends called me judgmental for that. So now I listen. And if they want my opinion, I give it. But if not, I just listen. But when they want my opinion, I tell them my truth according to God's word. And I always try to bring it back around to that. But um, I know I got off topic. I'm sorry, y'all. But yeah, um, we we must hold each other up and not let each other go backwards. Like we have to keep each other focused on and steadfast on the things above and just looking forward and not looking back. Of course, we must look back to learn from our mistakes because... If not, you're going to keep going through the same thing until you learn the lesson God has for you to learn. Like, um, sometimes what we go through is not even for us. It's for us to share with other people our testimony to help them through that, right? So, God, I do believe that God chooses his strongest soldiers for the toughest battles. I don't really know. I can't remember the quote, but that's how I remember it god will choose you because you strong he he know like remember um the story of job when 
when God was like, God gave him permission. Oh, did you try my ter- servant Job? You know, like he knew that Job had confidence despite Job lost everything. When I say everything, he lost all of his everything, like everything but his wife. And his wife is what who told him, curse God and die. He said, are you crazy? You think I'm you think I, I can just get the good things from God without suffering a little bit for the bad things? Like, no, you sick, you know, but it's just crazy. Like sometimes even your own spouse won't understand why you got to go through certain things, you know, like that's why we have to be focused and steadfast on the things of God. And just, we have to read our Bible and and learn, you know, these stories, this is my friend went to, my friend said, um, she, she is very, very passionate about the word of God. Like to the point where like, she can't deal with you. If you, if you got something bad to say about the Bible, she just like, uh, uh, like (laughs) she puts you in your place real quick, but, and I want to get, I want to be that bold about God. I want to be that bold about what I believe in too. So that's why I, I pray for um, wisdom and, and, and that moral courage and that integrity, you know, that personal integrity. So, uh, we all must be like that because if you stand for nothing, you will fall for anything. And that's what that scripture made me think about too. That's why, um, it said, um, I say in, um, chapter two, verse four, it say, I say this so that no one will deceive you with persuasive, but thoroughly deceptive arguments, you know, like a lot of the times they do now, they argue about what you believe in. They try to condemn the Bible. They try to say, oh, well, God didn't write that. Well, that's like the things that God will be foolish to people who aren't of God. Right. So they say God didn't write this himself. Right. But they I guess they don't believe that God used people for his will. But we do. So we know without a doubt, without a doubt that the word of God is true. And this is how we get close to God. And this is how we learn how to live. This is how we learn how to behave. This is how we learn the things to say and not to say. Um, so yeah, back on track, ladies and gentlemen, sorry about that. I'm not sorry. Actually, like I said, this is the real and the raw. This is me speaking from my heart because I feel like Sometimes you just need to have a conversation. It, it like and I know I'm having that conversation with myself, but it's okay. But um I I really just I really think it's important to just be transparent and you know, like not always have a script, you know, because things don't always go according to plan in life. So we are not perfect. I'm not perfect and and I'm still growing. So just grow with me. <laughs> basically um i think i am on verse 6 in chapter 2 of colossians ooh yeah i think so therefore as you have received christ jesus the lord walk in union with him reflecting his character in things you do and say living lives that lead others away from sin mm, i was just talking about that having been deeply rooted in him and now being continually built up in him and becoming increasingly more established in your faith, just as you were taught and overflowing in it with gratitude. Yes, we must have attitudes of gratitude, y'all. We must be thankful for all that we have. Every every experience that we go through in life is either a lesson or a blessing. So when you're going through stuff, just think, mm, is what? instead of saying, why me, God? Why is this happening to me? No, what am I supposed to learn from this guy? Like, help me to see what it is that you would have me to learn from this guy. Give me your wisdom. Give me clarity, Lord. Give me your peace and your joy, Lord. We have to speak positive thoughts over our lives or we're going to be stuck. We can change. We can shift the atmosphere with our prayer. And, um, ooh, uh, I don't mean to get off topic, but I have to say this because it came to my mind. Um... Well, this is not our topic. This is a great example, actually. So, um, one time, this girl, she put on um, Facebook, she made a status and said, 
why do people always tell you to pray when you're depressed? Prayer don't help depression. Mm. And I look, y'all, I just gave my testimony. I said when I was in college, I was depressed. All I used to do was sleep, eat, go to class late because I was asleep, right? So, but mind you, I had I graduated college with a 3.4 GPA. 3.49 actually. And I really wanted to be cum laude 3.5, but that that point zero of a I don't even know, just one point away from being 3.5, right? Probably was I don't even know. I don't even want to get into that. But basically, she basically said um prayer does not help depression. And I gave my testimony and I said, well, prayer sure did help me get out of my depression. Um, prayer with a little bit of counseling surely did help me. Prayer with a little bit of fasting surely did help me. Prayer with a little bit of just being around the right people, going to church, reading my Bible, seeking the word, praise and worship. Like it all helped me. It all helped me. And I, I just really feel bad for people who don't really understand the power of prayer, the power of your tongue. Like what you speak has power, right? So that's why it's important for us to watch what we speak, watch who we hang around because birds of a feather flock together. Never understood what that meant until I got older. Going back to the passage now. See it to it that no one takes you captive through philosophy and empty deception. According to the tradition and misusing of mere men following the elementary principles of this world rather than following the truth, the teachings of Christ, for in him all fullness of deity, the Godhead, dwells in bodily form, completely expressing the divine essence of God. And in him you have been made complete, achieving spiritual stature through Christ. And he is the head over all rule and authority of every angelic and earthly power. And him you were also circumcised with circumcision, not made by with hands, but by the spiritual circumcision of Christ in the stripping off of the body of the flesh, the sinful carnal nature, having been buried with him in baptism and raised with him to a new life through your faith in working with working of God as displayed when he raised Christ from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, worldliness, manner of life, God made you alive through together with Christ, having freely forgiven us of all our sins, having canceled out the certification of debt consistent of legal demands which were enforced against us, which were hostile to us. And the certification he has set aside and completely removed by nailing it to the cross. Amen. When he has disarmed the rulers and authorities, those supernatural forces of evil operating against us, he made a public example of them, exhibiting them as captives in his triumphal procession, having triumphed over them through the cross. So y'all got to tell y'all this story. I was in college. I went to Louisiana Tech um, for a concert. Now, I'm, I went to, I graduated from Granville State University, but Louisiana Tech was right up the road, like seven miles away or something. And one time I went to a concert, right? It was a free concert. So I'm like, of course, I'm going to go. Now, mind you, when I walked in, it did not look like a concert. It was this man up on the stage. Um, that first they was watching a video. That I think they was watching a video of the Passion of Christ or something, like about Jesus. And then I was like, what type of concert is this? I was like, am I in the wrong place or something? Like, what is this? Then the man, he literally built a tree, carried a big, big tree log on his back, right? And then he carried the other one. And then he got his axe and he was just chopping away. And I was like, what is he doing with this wood on this stage? Like, what what type of concert is this? I was so confused, y'all. But what? guess what he built? He built a cross he built a cross now mind you when we first walked in the concert they gave out pencils and paper and I was like what the heck I was so confused but y'all y'all know what we did 
they told us to write down every sinful desire, sinful nature, everything that was haunting us, everything that held us back from walking in our purpose, right? What we thought was 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 hard for us, what we were dealing with that was that was keeping us down, depressed, or whatever the case may be. We wrote it down on the cross, right? I mean, we wrote it down and he literally, and then he told us to bring our papers up to the, the stage and we dropped them on the stage and he picked them up and he nailed each and every one of our sins, each and every one of our stressors, each and every one of our, our, our things that we were dealing with. He nailed them to the cross. And then after that, the concert began. And now it wasn't a ordinary concert. This was a KB concert, y'all. KB. If you don't know who KB is, you need to look him up. He is a man of God who has skills in rapping, right? He raps about Jesus. He raps about the glory of God. And it is just so like, mind you, I this is my first time ever even hearing KB music. So I was just in there. I don't I met this girl who I never, she basically invited me to the concert, but we've never hung out before or anything. So this was like my first time at the KB concert. This is my first time hanging out. It was just basically God's grace that I was there, that I found out about KB, that I actually got to nail those things to the cross that I was struggling with. But like I said, God will use people, right? So God used this, this girl. I was in, I was in this store called Beehive buying journals. And then somehow this girl just came up to me and we were talking and yeah, I'm I'm just a friendly person like that. But basically I was able to nail everything to the cross and it was just so beautiful. Like it was so beautiful. So if you ever have a chance to go to a KB concert when all this stuff um, gets better, then I definitely recommend it. Now back to the passage. I'm on verse 15. Oh, actually, I'm on verse 16. Therefore, let no one judge you in regard to food and drink or in regard to the observance of a festival or a new moon or a Sabbath day. Such things are only a shadow of what is to come, and they have only symbolic value. But the substance, the reality of what is foreshadowed belongs to Christ. Let no one defraud you of your prize, your freedom in Christ, and your salvation by insisting on mock humility and the worship of angels, going into detail about visions he claims he have seen to justify his authority, puffed up in conceit by his unspiritual mind. Um... and not holding fast to the head of the body, Jesus Christ, for whom the entire body supplied and knit together by its joints and ligaments grows with growth that can only come from God. If you have died with Christ to the elementary principles of the world, why, as if you were still living in the world, do you submit to rules and regulations such as do not handle this, do not taste this or that, do not even touch things. These things all perish with use in accordance with the commandments and teachings of men. These practices indeed have the appearance that popularly passes as that of wisdom and self-made religion and mock humility and serve treatment of the body but are of no value against sinful indulgence because they do not honor God. Put Colossians 3. This is the scripture that really got me to read it. Um, Colossians today, so this one is good. Subtitle is put on the new self. Therefore, if you have been raised with Christ to a new life, sharing in his resurrection from the dead, keep seeking the things that are above where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind and keep focus habitually on the things above, the heavenly things, not on, not on things that are on the earth, which have only temporal value. For you died to this world and your new real life is hidden with Christ and God. With Christ, who is our life, appears then, you will also appear with him in glory. So put to death and deprive of power the evil longings of your earthly body 
with its sensual self-centered instincts, immortality, impurity, sinful passion, evil desire, and greed, which is the kind of idolatry because it replaces your devotion to God. Because of these sinful things, the divine wrath of God is coming to the, on the sons of disobedience, those who fail to listen and who routinely and obstinately disregard God's precepts. And in these sinful things, you also once walked when you were habitually living in them without the knowledge of Christ, but now rid yourselves completely of all things, anger, rage, malice, slander, and obscene, abusive, filthy, vulgar language from your mouth. Do not lie to one another, for you have stripped off the old self with its evil practices and have put on the new spiritual self who is being continually renewed in truth, in true knowledge, and in the image of him who created the new self. A renewal in which there is no distinction between Greek and Jew, circumcised and uncircumcised, nor between nations, nor in status, whether slave or free, but Christ is all, in all, so believers are equal in Christ without distinction. So as God's own chosen people who are holy, set apart, sanctified for his purpose, and well-beloved by God himself, put on a heart of compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience, which has the power to endure whatever injustice, unpleasantness comes with good temper. Bearing graciously with one another, and willing for willingly forgiving each other if one has a cause for complaint against another. Just as the Lord has forgiven you, so should you forgive. Beyond all these things, put on and wrap yourselves in unselfish love, which is the perfect bond of unity, for everything is bound together in agreement when each one seeks the best for others. Let the peace of Christ, the inner calm, of one who walks daily with him be con- be the controlling factor in your hearts deciding and settling questions that arise to this peace indeed you recall as members in one body of believers and thankful to god always let the spoken word of christ have its home within you dwelling in your heart mind heart and mind permeating every aspect of your being as you teach spiritual things and admonish and train one another with all wisdom singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to god whatever you do no matter what it is in word or in deed do everything in the name of the lord jesus in dependence on him giving thanks to god the father through him now y'all I done read all that just to get to this part. Whatever you do, no matter what it is, do everything in the name of Jesus and depend on him. And we give thanks to God the Father through him. So, (laughs) I know with yesterday being Thanksgiving, we have a lot to be thankful for. But we must not forget the true purpose of Thanksgiving. I know that it has not been recognized as a good holiday because of, you know, things that happened in the past, but that's things that we can't control. So we must focus on the good things of God. Now, I'm not saying we can't pay homage to those who who died, those who were mistreated, those who were um, like the Native Americans, but we must also focus on the good things as well we must pray for all of those who lost their lives we must we must remember them you know but we must also be thankful for the spiritual gifts that God has given us wisdom courage and all of the 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 ability to be forgiven for our sins most and for for most mostly um I just want to pray us out and I hope that this episode has or Colossians has touched your heart in some way, form, or fashion. Um, I I I encourage you guys to go ahead and, and finish reading verse eighteen. It's uh, about family relations. I encourage you if you are married, read it with your spouse. Um, it's not long, I promise. Like, um, 
it's like 18, verse 18 through, um, oh, and if you have children too, read this with your children, verses 18 through 21. It's so good. Actually, just go ahead and finish it out, 18 through um, 25. Now, I'm going to pray us out. Oh, um, chapter four talks about Christian fellowship. So you can go ahead and read that as well on your own time. But I don't want to keep you too long because I know this episode is getting pretty lengthy. So I'm going to pray us out. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus, for waking us up this morning, giving us another chance at life, Lord. We appreciate you and all that you have done in our lives, all that you are doing right now, and all that you will do in the future, God. Thank you, Lord, for your sending your son. Thank you, God, for sending your son, Lord Jesus. And we just thank you for his sacrifice, Lord. And we thank you for allowing us to recognize that some of the struggles and trials and tribulations that we have to deal with are not an attack on us, Lord, but they they are not our fight, Lord. We just We just thank you that you help and give everybody who is listening to this wisdom, Lord, give them joy and peace of mind, Lord. Allow them to live by your precepts. Allow them to accept your son, Jesus Christ, in their lives as their Lord and Savior, God. I just pray right now in the name of Jesus that everyone will be saved who is under the sound of my voice right now. And those, even those who are not, Lord, I pray for all of the homeless people who don't have um, homes, Lord, who don't have food to cook, Lord, who don't have... Um, uh, just a place to wash themselves, Lord. I pray right now that you cover them, Lord, and give them provision, Lord. Give them your provision. Help them to seek you first, Lord. And then we know that everything will be added to their lives that they need, God. I ask you to to uplift them during this time, Lord. I, I pray for everyone who lost a loved one, Lord, during this time, or e- even in the past, Lord. I pray right now that you will bring peace to their hearts, Lord, and joy to their minds, Lord. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you I pray that you will continue to uplift them, Lord, and and guide them on a path to righteousness, Lord. I pray that you will just allow them to know that their family members who have passed, Lord, are with you and doing well. Lord, I pray that you will just bring peace to their minds, Lord, peace to their hearts, Lord. I pray that you will just continue to uplift them and, and, and let them know that you are walking with them, God. Let them know that they are not alone, Lord. Let them know that you are a promise keeper, Lord. I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you will continue to reveal your will to us, God. Continue to give us wisdom, Lord, clarity, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for a sound mind, Lord. We thank you for just having breath in our lungs, Lord. We thank you for vision, Lord. We thank you for the vision that you have placed on the inside of us, Lord. We thank you for allowing all of that to come to pass, God. We thank you just for health and healing in our bodies, Lord. We thank you that we are not sick, Lord, that we are healed, Lord. We thank you that you give us energy and strength, Lord. We thank you that you would help us to make good choices, Lord. Help us to to eat healthier, Lord, so that we can live long, productive lives, Lord. We thank you that you just give us the strength to do all that we feel as though we cannot do, Lord. We thank you that you are just everything that we need, God. In Jesus' name, amen.